Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Steam finally does something about gun skin gambling. For May 12th, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, what if I told you the purpose of Fallout's vaults isn't what you think they are? Summer Games Fest announces over 40 partners, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. For nearly a decade, Counter-Strike Global Offensive players have been betting and gambling on gun skins using the Steam Marketplace. Infamous websites popped up over the years using the Steam API to create gambling websites, allowing players to directly link their CSGO inventories to these websites. Though in 2016, the CSGO skins gambling scene faced major backlash, with Valve getting sued by an anonymous ex-gambler for allowing unregulated gambling websites to use CSGO skins as currency. Following this lawsuit, Valve has issued a cease and desist to 23 CSGO skin gambling sites. Valve also took aim at a few gambling websites that facilitated match betting for CSGO's esports scene. Twitch at the time took a hard stance against gambling, banning people who gambled CSGO skins on stream. Former Twitch streamer Phantom Lord was banned off the platform entirely. Phantom Lord was exposed to be running the infamous CSGO Shuffle website, which kickstarted most of this controversy. Following this controversy, skins betting in CSGO has fallen out of popularity, and regulators have been threatening regulation. Though Valve never really addressed the issue again until now. Recently, Valve updated their terms of service for their API, finally banning the use of the Stream API for gambling. This policy also has the potential to ban individuals who link their Steam inventories with gambling websites. 
And to be honest, this is a simple and clean way to put the skins bedding issue to bed for good. Tim Kaine, one of the co-creators of the original Fallout series, has come out to reveal the true nature and purpose of Vault-Tec's vaults. Though, as Kane points out in his video, he technically doesn't know what Bethesda's plans for the true purpose of the vaults are. But this is his reasoning for the vaults after Interplay Entertainment published Fallout 1. So, the head of the Enclave and probably the very highest levels of the U.S. government were like, let's build a starship and take it. There's no good planets to go to in our solar system. We'll take it to nearby stars. But that will take forever. So it has to be a multi-generational starship. And the only technology we know how to build is atomic power. So we can make an atomic power plant for a starship that would last hundreds of years, but nothing else we know how to do. We don't know how to feed the crew. We don't know how to put the passengers in suspended you know, cryo storage. And, and also it would have to be for hundreds of years. Is that safe? Would that work? So of course, Voltec director not being the nicest person in the world would probably have just said, why don't we use the vaults to figure out the technology we need in the ship. Which is a really interesting idea and actually fits pretty well with a lot of the experiments that happen in the various vaults. Kane continues to compare Vault City and Fallout 2 to where the player starts in Vault 13, characterizing Vault City's Vault 8 as a control experiment where everything worked, and Vault 13 as the complete opposite where things were purposely not working detailing how these experiments fit into figuring out generational space travel in a confined space. Kane finishes with this conclusion. What I love about the Vault experiments is it gave a purpose to vault Tech other than, well, let's save a tiny fraction of the American population and then release them back into a radioactive dead zone. That, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Making the vaults technological experimental beds with a purpose towards making a multi-generational starship to take our best and brightest away from Earth if there's a nuclear war. That made sense. So that's what we wrote down. Um, I don't know, I can't speak to how they've been designed and developed since then, but I never view them through the lens of, look at these wacky experiments. Each one, I was like, yeah, I can say how that would help make a starship. So. You can think of the Enclave as evil or wacky or whatever you want, but there was originally a purpose for that, for all of this stuff. Overall, I find this fascinating because the true intentions of vault have always seemed like late-stage capitalism's final endpoint to me. We're a corporate entity with more money than God triggered the apocalypse out of boredom and to consolidate power. Though, with Kane's original view on what the vaults were for, it makes vault seem a little bit more noble, despite the sociopathic tests in later games that don't totally fit into this explanation. Where E3 failed this year, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest has succeeded. Yesterday afternoon, Keeley himself announced a staggering 40 partners showing up to the June 8th Summer Games Fest showcase. Surprising additions include Microsoft and Sony, both of which announced separate showcases during the first part of June. We also got a confirmation on where the Summer Games Fest is taking place, which is at the YouTube Theater in Inglewood, California. 
Tickets went on sale yesterday as well and are distributed by Ticketmaster. Despite Ticketmaster's involvement, tickets were relatively cheap, going for just $35 each. Though by the time this airs, tickets will most likely have been sold out. Hopefully June 8th is when FromSoft and Bandai Namco actually announce a release date for the Elden Ring DLC. It's Friday, and this is where we like to read podcast reviews. Today's review is coming to us on Amazon from Jay Nason, who leaves us a five-star review. Saying, great podcast to stay up to date on gaming news. Love the Let's Play podcast, a nice podcast that is short and informative. Aaron and Nate do a great job with the writing and delivery. I look forward to hearing it every day on my way into work, and the recently added Friday recap is an awesome addition. Keep up the great work. Hey, thank you so much for the kind review, Jay Nason. We really appreciate that. If you want to leave us a review for us to read here on Fridays, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, or like Jay Nason did, head on over to Amazon.com. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Back in March, the International Olympic Committee outlined nine games to be played at the Olympic Esports Series 2023. Though unlike traditional esports, the nine Olympic games are simulated sports games of some kind, like Gran Turismo for motorsport. This is most likely due to a 2018 Olympic Committee ruling where they prohibited violent games like League of Legends or Counter-Strike Global Offensive from any Olympic esport event. However, last Friday, the IOC announced that Fortnite would be their 10th game for the 2023 esports series. Though falling into line with the IOC's rules, it's not going to be a Battle Royale competition. Instead, Epic Games has developed a whole new mode designed for the Olympic competition. In this new Fortnite mode, competitors will face off against each other in virtual Olympic shooting sports, like skeet, 50-meter rifle three positions, and 25-meter rapid fire pistol. Competitors will be invited from the actual Fortnite esports scene, with invitations going out to the top 12 players of the Fortnite Champion Series second major. The grand finals are a week away on May 13th and May 14th. The 2023 Olympic Esports Series Finals will be held in Singapore from June 23rd to June 25th. 
While I still find the IOC's decision on violent video games to be rooted in a form of ignorance, it's still really interesting to see Epic work around it to tailor Fortnite for the Olympics, and it opens up the possibility of other game developers adapting their games for Olympic use. Remember when I said Nintendo was going to go after modders next? Well, following the leaks of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom last week, Nintendo has gone on another DMCA crusade, issuing copyright strikes and DMCA takedowns of streams, screenshots, and entire Discord servers, all of which were distributing Tears of the Kingdom in some way. However, Nintendo has taken the crusade to GitHub to take down emulation tools. Specifically, Nintendo issued multiple DMCA takedown requests for emulation software, including Lock. Lockpick. Lockpick is a tool used by homebrew programmers and emulation hobbyists to dump their console's unique encryption keys from their own switch. The encryption keys are more commonly called source keys. These source keys allow users to use their own hardware to decrypt switch ROMs to play on their own PCs. Switch source keys are also needed to run homebrew games or mod games you already own for the Switch. Now, it's kind of important to understand this point. Pirates in particular don't use Lockpick because it only gives you the source keys of the hardware you own. Nintendo argues that Lockpick violates their copyright protection systems by simply circumventing it, which violates copyright law. This has scared other emulation developers from continuing their work. In particular, Skyline Emulator, a Switch emulator for Android, announced it was ceasing development yesterday. Overall, this knee-jerk reaction to go after the modding community due to a leak caused by early distribution is beyond egregious, and Nintendo will only continue to push the legal envelope unless or until they get some legal pushback. Nintendo's DMCA takedown crusade continues, and this time Nintendo has targeted Twitch. Twitch streamer Alana Pierce in particular. Pierce streams under her channel Char Alana Zard, and was banned midstream Monday night. Nintendo issued a live DMCA takedown due to Pierce reacting to a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom video on YouTube. However, the video Pierce was watching only contained footage that Nintendo had released to the public. Pierce did appeal the ban and her account was restored in an hour, with Twitch confirming that Nintendo did make a false DMCA claim, which, by the way, is perjury under the DMCA, and would be a great opportunity to take Nintendo to court and try to punish them for abusing copyright laws. Though I highly doubt Pierce or anyone else facing Nintendo's wrath will fight back legally. Nintendo's DMCA takedowns have also made their way to taking down their own promotional material, with a tweet from Nintendo of Japan displaying the, quote, media not displayed message for their newest Zelda post, literally copyright striking themselves. Overall, Nintendo has shown that it'll go after anyone and anything if they even perceive their intellectual property being stolen including themselves, and the only way that they'll stop is if someone sues them for a considerable amount of money. 
Earlier this week, the 83rd Peabody Awards took place, and while the Peabody Awards was established in 1940 to honor excellence in radio broadcasting, the Peabody Awards has expanded its scope to seven different categories, including news, entertainment, documentaries, children's programming, education, public service, and as of last year, interactive programming. Interactive programming seems to be the catch-all term for video games. The Peabody recognized Deck Nine and Square Enix's Life is Strange True Colors for its excellence in storytelling. Life is Strange True Colors was praised for its emotionally resonant story that used empathy as a superpower. The VR title, Lucy and the Wolves and the Walls, developed by Fable Studio, was awarded a Peabody as well, and was recognized for its gameplay that inspires players to be curious and seek out the truth. And the last video game-based Peabody Award went to Reports Without Borders and their project called the Uncensored Library, which is a collection of uncensored articles made available within a free downloadable Minecraft map. The Uncensored Library is a resource for people to gain access to the uncensored press and is a valuable resource for those who live in countries that do censor their press. Overall, it's fascinating to see gaming in just a couple of short years evolve so much, from teaching dolphins snout-eye coordination like in our first story, all the way to using Minecraft of all games as a legitimate and needed tool in journalism. All right, well, that's it for this week in Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.